Hello and welcome to a another episode of Grind Forever, the uh, let's call it semi-regular RPG discussion podcast here on the PNB Network, one of our flagship products for sure. Um, I am your host for this episode, Dylan Tierney, and join me for this is I think over a year later, but celebrating the 10 year anniversary of Mass Effect Two. We're talking about Mass Effect Two DLC. With PNB host Kayla Zumbom. Say hello, Kayla. Yo, yo, yo. I don't have a can of beer. I can't open this up, but I do have a whiskey ginger with me, so we're we keeping can, we, it on brand. We can both sip on it at the same time on our drinks. Just one, two. Oh, yeah, can you so hear good. that crisp audio? Yeah, that's, that was amazing. Cool of a cold and ice cold Mountain Dew kickstart on my end. Well, we did... We did tell people we were going to do an episode of just the DLC. Yeah, now we're getting, now we're I, living up to our word. That's right. I made him happen. I made it happen, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Mass Effect Two DLC kind of felt like the first time—not the first time—but it felt like a big step in legitimizing a lot of single-player DLC because that wasn't really a common thing in like 2010 or 2011. Um, most that most games would just save it for another game. Like the, or a side story or like a side game or something, right? Yeah, there's more like, well, I mean, there was, it wasn't called DLC, but it, they'd be called like expansion packs. Yeah, um, you want to get really And then, then when the internet was able to handle it and <laughs> console developers were like, sure, yeah, go ahead, put more stuff in it. Or well, wait, they console manufacturers some... lifted the 50 megabyte limit on Oh yeah, on game on game downloads. On game downloads, people were finally yeah, like, "Yeah, because, we actually do stuff here." Because Mass Effect One had a couple of DLC packs. Bring down the sky, uh, which was really good, and that was um, Batarian pirates um, wanting to put an asteroid into a col- a human colony, uh, and that Yikes. was that was real good. Uh, and then that one also, and then they also had like a station where it was like um, time trials and stuff, which was real dumb mm-hmm. and boring. Uh, I think I played it once because you had to be online to do those. Oh. You had to be connected to the internet to play the DLC for Mass Effect One. That's kind of uh, and that gross. was a huge no no. Especially back then, wow, yeah, like twenty, like two thousand, like two thousand eight. Oh god, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like most people couldn't do that back then. <laughs> oh no, it was it was pain, uh, especially with the internet speeds that we had back then. But when Mass Effect Two came out, the internet was a lot better, and they were like, "Okay, you could be offline and play these." But they still because... had like the EA Pass. This is the era of online passes, if you uh, don't remember. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, like this, this is definitely when like those were at their peak, and like with the online pass and stuff, that's how you got. Firewalker and and Zaid's quest and stuff in Mass Effect Two proper um, mm-hmm. was just through the yep. online like they they had to gussy up for bothering to deal with a fucking online pass because GameStop yeah. was just then, that much of a threat. Remember when GameStop was a threat? Did... Oh are... yeah, remember oh. that? Oh. Those were wild oh goodness, days. wow, yeah. And they had um, the Citadel News Network on the screen. <laughs> And it would change every day. And there was like a story, and one of the stories was like a Superman story. That's like, kind of cute. This child, this infant, in this like a planet blew up, and they found like this infant in a little starship. And you're like, wait. From but planet also Bioware did that. On. Yeah, <laughs> and, but Bioware also did that with um, 
a little scene in Dragon Age Origins where these two old people find this baby in a crater. <laughs> and it's just like a one-off thing you can just find at some point. And they're like, we'll, we'll raise him as our own, Marta. And you're like, what the fuck <laughs> just happened? <laughs> like, is this Superman? Superman is going to be in here? What? Uh, okay. And then you can get um, some metal from that little crater and make like a sword or something. Huh. That's pretty cool. I think that was in the Awakening, or not the, it was in one of the uh, Warden's Keep DLC for Dragon Age Origins, which we have not talked about yet. No, what we have not. I, I I will have to try and play that at some point. Well, we're, trust me, Caleb, we're on the, we're on the gamut. I, I, this show can't possibly end until you've gone through the entire discography. Don't worry. <laughs> Bioware, we, yeah. <laughs> we won't let it happen. We won't let it happen. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, but we're talking about the DLC for Mass Effect 2 because it is some good ones and some bad ones. It's more half and half. Eh, I mean, but I would argue that the bad ones are also a lot shorter. Well, the Uh, DLC in in particularly are pretty short because Overlord was literally like an hour long. Well, yeah, but I mean, I swear to God, Firewalker did not take that long at all. No, it was like a half an hour. Exactly. Because all you did... so it was the SFV or MSV um, Rosalie, mm-hmm. like Cerberus had a, a thing. They're like, oh, yeah, and we have this asset. You can use it, too. You just go to this crashed ship and you, you find gotta go the to hammerhead. You got to go to or whatever. Yeah, it's all, yeah, of course. Ziona. It's like all fucking lava, lava. Like, and you're like, yes, we get a vehicle, but in Mass Effect 2, you don't get to fuck around on a planet like you can in Mass Effect 1. Nope, nope. It felt, like a, a, it felt like a giant retaliation to the, the, the Mako complaints, the Mako complaints. Yeah. The Ma- I love the Mako. I remember, I remember I back it. in the day, you were just like, I can't believe they were shitting on the Mako. This thing sucks. <laughs> I love the Mako. Fucking love it. No, I've always loved the Mako because you can no, just fuck have, around on have. any planet. The hammerhead though can eat a dick. Uh, <laughs> it it has no shields. <laughs> also, the Andromeda vehicle is a lot of fun. Not gonna lie, I love it lots. It has shields. It has boosts. It has guns. Like I'm a okay with the Andromeda vehicle. It's great. But hammerhead man so for much. a hover a hover vehicle man. Mm. But yeah, it was just like learning how to use it. You only used it like twice mm-hmm. in the entire game, and they were both DLCs. So mm. it was like, eh. Yeah. Eh. Um, um, after, yeah, I guess after one. Firewalker, we, we already touched on Zaid in the last episode just because he's kind of just one of your crew, and he's also in, included with the online pass. Um, yeah, and Kasumi. So he, he, didn't, feel, he, so. Didn't, he didn't feel so supplementary. Kasumi was DLC, though. I didn't think she was tied to the online pass. Because, like, I remember... No, no, she, yeah, she's DLC, but I, we talked about her her mission. I just liked I just liked pretending to be a rich guy and just kind of highfalutin. Yeah, what was it? Uh, for the, the guy, station. it's Solomon Gun, and for the woman, it's Allison Gun. That's your aliases. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, you got you got some rad uh, guns with that. Um, oh, yeah, you did get a lot of, like, weapons and stuff. Yeah, you got that, um, the Locust, or, is it the Locust? I think it's the, mm, it's like the SMG, the smaller, 
smaller SMG that you get. Mm -hmm. Um that I use constantly for new ga for new game plus whenever I get it. And if I have it in Andromeda, I use it too because it has a great rate of fire. <laughs> I am just glad they finally gave Commander Shepard the small black dress she deserves. That the tiny, is tiny black with heels. Dress. Yes. This yes, is the, yes, yes. From top to bottom. Uh, yes. Oh, and you were right. It was the M12 Locust. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, we already we already kind of went over Kasumi stuff. So this is mostly going to feature on the other DLC, um, which let's just kind of let's go in order of importance. Uh, so let's just start with Overlord. Um, yeah, that's the next one up from Firewalker. Kasumi you and use, Fi yeah, yeah, because and that one you can do before or after the game. Pretty much all of them you could. Well, the arrival you can't do before the game ends. That mm -hmm. only pops out after. Um, but Overlord is, there's a Cerberus station who, um, they're like, science experiment, of course, because they all go wrong. Like, why do people want to work for a Cerberus? Everybody dies. Everybody always, yeah, like, it, it's not even like a lot of other evil villains or, like, evil organizations where there's some kind of security. Like, they feel like, like if, if you're working for Cerberus, you're basically working for, like, the, the Galactic Empire. Like, and you're just some schlub on a, on an out, on an outpost or something. Like you're, you're gonna well, it's fucking like, die. Um, it's like um, Doctor Evil. Uh, it's like working for Doctor <laughs> Evil, right? Except for the the elusive man is. It's Martin a Sheen. More kind competent. Of he, he sounds like he's more competent, even if he's not. He gives off the illusion. Even if he's not, but the henchmen do die. Uh, there's a no. Yeah, you better have some good life insurance if you're going to work for Cerberus, because some, Dude, some if, shit's going to happen. Dude, you know how many life insurance companies would kill to work for Cerberus, work with Cerberus? No, they would hate them because they'd have to pay Oh, no, they'd have to, they'd have to the pay them out. Time. Yeah, yeah, so mm, nobody wants to work yeah. with Cerberus. Oh, no, sorry, we can't, we can't. <laughs> You'd have to, like, go through, like, a shell company to get... It's all shell companies, so no one also knows Also, back by Cerberus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but um, no, yeah, so Cerberus is like, yeah, do this weird thing. And then this dude is like, I'm going to fuck with VI. And VI is something we kind of dealt with in Mass Effect 1, but not so much in Mass Effect 2. Virtual intelligence well, versus uh, uh, versus artificial intelligence. Yeah, so, um, yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a distress signal. You go down, and then, uh, you're per, you're, like, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? The guy's and you're literally talking to the guy through a screen, and he's like, you have to go. He's trying, this this infection VI is trying to go through the satellite mm -hmm. to bro broadcast himself. And you can hear him scream. Like, you hear the thing scream. And, it, and I was just like, why does it say, like, make it stop? It's It keeps screaming, make it stop. What is, but you kind of can't hear what it's saying. But humans mm -hmm. have this really good capacity to like think they hear things in their like in words or in sounds to make it sound yeah. like human speech or like how if you look at something long enough you can see a human face in it right uh, humans really good about that we're real fun about that um so you have to like stop the signal uh, and you blow up a satellite dish uh and you're like well this is fucking great like you need to tell me what the fuck is going on because this is all bonkers. And he's like, uh, the guy, the guy in charge, who's the only one left alive because all the other people are dead and there are infected geth everywhere. 
what? <laughs> like, you guys, why Geth? Mm -hmm. Like, mm, come on. Like, you should know by now. Like, this is going to fucking suck. And the, and if you have Legion, he'll talk to you about Legion. Ooh, yeah. He'd be like, mm -hmm. He'll be like, uh, you're Geth. And she's like, "Don't you don't need to worry about Legion. <laughs> Legion's <laughs> gonna be just fine. Le Legion is unhackable by your dumb little bullshit VI nonsense. And he's like, oh yeah, so I was doing this experiment on VI and I used my autistic brother <laughs> as a science experiment, which red huge flag. red flags. Red, red flag. flags everywhere. Like, and listening to the, um, listening to the audio like his audio logs about he's like oh yeah maybe daniel will enjoy it i'm like uh, uh, uh you have no idea like, how any of this works and you're just using him as a fucking like, lab rat you were pressed for time and you're just like whatever man let's just Fuck it. plug this shit in like just do it and so you have to and all the other like het leads of this project are dead like okay great it's Cerberus. again Thanks, Cerberus. So you have to go to... There are two other stations. So the station you're at is Atlas. Or no, the station you have to go to is Atlas. That's the one you have to unlock. And then there's Vulcan and Prometheus. Uh, these are all Greek mythology names. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Vulcan is the... Um, the it. Well, no, that's Roman. Vulcan is Roman. It's Hephaestus. It's the god of the forge, whatever. Of course, the... The base is going to be lava, right? And you use the and you use the hammerhead to jump rocks over lava. It's Mustafar uh, with vents that you can float up, and you have to unlock some things. Um, uh, you have to do that, and that unlocks it. Uh, there's a fun trigger where you find the unlocking mechanism where it's an infected like mech, and mm. he turns around. And he's like, "Oh shit!" Like, "Oh no!" Because he's trying to kick open the like. He's trying to kick open the unlocking mechanism, and it's just not working. He doesn't know. But Daniel has infected it, so he's using it like a body. Mm -hmm. And there's a trigger. There's a renegade trigger where you just, you're talking to Daniel's brother, the doctor. I don't know his name, and I don't fucking care. Uh, and you can <laughs> Fuck that guy. Renegade trigger, shooting it in the head, like knocking it over, just casually. Just like, poof, you're done while you're done talking. You're like, let's move on. <laughs> Uh, and then if you, you're in the hammerhead long enough, it tells you, like, oh, there, there seems to be an aesthetically pleasing view, like, over this way. You should, organic should, you know, take a, take a look at it. And you're just like, oh, yeah, pretty. Like, great, thanks, hammerhead. I'm just glad it wasn't, like, an ad or something. Just like. No, it was <laughs> Apply to Cerberus <laughs> today. Yeah. Green tech technologies. <laughs> um, building better futures. Hmm. Uh, also, they have little, like, herbivores. It's one of the few times in Mass Effect where there is, like, an actual animal, mm -hmm. like, in the landscape. And it's, like, this six-legged herbivore that if you accidentally hit it with the hammerhead, mm -hmm. the hammerhead tells you this docile herbivore is no match for the, the vehicle's missiles. I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to, like... <laughs> kill it is that, like, is, that, no. is that Edie describing it or no it's it's a male voice it's the actual hammerhead oh ah, okay. like it's the it's the voice of the of the hammerhead like right 
It sounds like the announcer from the Citadel News Network on the Citadel. Oh, that's, that's funny. In the elevator. And you're just like, do, 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 do. No. Uh, you can also, like, pick up. There's, like, a little, like, collectible inside of this DLC, too, where it's, like, data packets um, mm. that you have to, like, scan and get. And there's, like, six of them. I think I got one because I was like, I don't remember what this does. It's been a bit. And it's like, oh, it's a collectible that I don't care about. Thanks. Um, and then there is Prometheus Station, and that is actually um, a downed Geth ship. Yeah. Uh, that you go into, and Prometheus is the, you know, Titan who gave um, humans fire. Um, that is a Greek mythology. Uh, great. Giving him fire. Woo! Geth ship. Yeah. So you have to fight Geth and that one and unlock it. And it has water and it's a little puzzly. Um, and you could also blow up the ship, uh, the hammerhead, if you're not careful, because you have to use the Geth cannon to like blow up its own generators by like faking it out with aiming it at the thing. It's it literally took me like five minutes and I was like, OK, this is stupid. So, unlock it, and then once you unlock all of them, you go into Atlas Station, which is where David is at, and um, you have to, you, while you're doing something with your Omni-Tool, he infects your cybernetic implants. Right. And you see everything, like, as, like, a weird hollow, where he shows you, like, what was happening, like... He Daniel's here in the station. Oh, Daniel can mimic like he could. He can hear what the Geth are saying, and he can talk like the Geth. Like yeah. he can. He can actually like talk it phonetically, because uh, he's a he's a mathematic. He's like a mathematical savant, right? And so he they're can like, speak their coded language. He can speak their coded language, and um, like he. The guest says something, and then Daniel's like, Daniel, Daniel says, like, oh, he says hello. Mm. Uh, and you're just like, oh, shit, like, someone can actually speak Geth. That's great. And <clears throat> and they're like, oh, well, we're about to be shut down in three days, so why don't we just plug Daniel in and see if he can just interact with him new early. Uh, <laughs> and when you find Daniel, because you have to, like, go through, there's there's an elevator puzzle where you have to link up to floor seven. Um, and everything, but everything is like in this like weird grid of orange because you're like, you're looking like through the neural network at everything. Mm -hmm. So Um, you can just kind of get a glimpse of like, you see what he sees. I think that's the only time in the game. It feels like they toyed with cybernetic implants besides like, um, making you look all fucked up if you were. Yeah. If you were a renegade, renegade. like they don't really lean into that that much. And like, I thought they would have looked into it more in three. I was just like, you were brought back to life with Reaper tech. I kind of thought that'd be a bigger deal. <laughs> yeah, you would you would think, but they were just like, ah, eh, whatever. Who that's cares? why. That's why everybody uh, was so high on the indoctrination theory. Indoctrination. Uh, yeah, that shit mm-hmm. was so cool, man. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure the loose man was indoctrinated because of things in the comics that show that he, like, when he was younger. He uh, he was in touch with Reaper Tech before they knew it was Reaper Tech. 
That's oh. why his eyes are like that blue fucked that up weird, thing. shiny blue. Because he 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 got infected with Reaper Tech. Just hella early and nobody knew. Interesting. Yeah, like, it interesting. was a, it was a Black Horse um comic because that's where all the Mass Effect comics were published through was Black Horse. Mm-hmm. Um, so it talks about how like how he hates aliens so much is through one of these comics. Yeah, it's because, like, uh, uh, somebody killed It was Saren's brother. Yeah. Uh, what? Okay. (laughs) Who was a part of a Reaper cult or something. Sure. mm, I don't know, man. Great. (laughs) Um, but yeah, you can, like, let the doctor keep Daniel. Mm -hmm. Or you can be like, fuck you, I'm taking daniel with me and if you try and come after him i'm gonna fucking shoot you right because daniel has like things like tubes down his throat he's just like make it stop i want it to stop it's so loud like he is in agony and it's like his brother doesn't even fucking care which that makes me angry yeah like who the fuck do you think you are like, mm-hmm. doing this to another human being. Like, eat shit. Like, go fuck yourself. So, of course, I take him to Grissom Academy because I make that decision. Because I'm not an asshole. Right. And that's Overlord. You don't really get any, like, weapons or anything like that from it. It's just a story device to show you how fucked up Cerberus is. And it and Project, Project Overlord is mentioned in Andromeda. It's actually, like, a subplot in one of the side quests does it involve the, the firefighters like, does, it, does it call back to the vi stuff or like to daniel uh-huh. or anything no it um one of the people is this was a scientist that was on it and uh-huh. then she found out like something happened because her son was in it and then she found out something happened so she she wanted to like get her son out of that situation as fast as possible so they yeah. go to andromeda oh gotcha it's called like the firefighters or something like that because she's trying because in that side quest they try and get um sam out of the um pathfinder's head like they tried to like kill sam yeah because she's so against ai because of project overlord oh wow okay yeah that's that's actually an interesting callback it is like there's in andromeda there's a lot of interesting callbacks uh Mm -hmm. I found, like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, they're really tying it in. Um, so that's Project Overlord. And then... Which leads uh, which us to you... probably the creme de la creme of all these uh, DLC discussions is uh, Lair of the Shadow Broker. Honestly, mm-hmm. like, this is the one I just heard talk about so much. Like, this is this is the one that's, like, this is one of the... This would be one of the best missions in the main game. Um, oh, yeah, it's it's a fantastic mission. Brings back Fliara, you know, gives her a bit more of a paramount stuff to do because she was, you know, out of commission, in quotes, uh, during Mass Effect 2. Um, yeah, she had she's one of your, Considering you were, like, a confidant in, like, Mass Effect 1 or a romance partner um, for whoever you're playing as, you know, that could be a kind of a big deal. So bringing yep. Liara back into the fold, uh, pretty important. Um kind of like you you've heard about the shadow broker i mean that's how tali got introduced she was like in service of the shadow broker right 
Okay, so um, in Mass Effect 1, you're told about the Shoulder Broker because of a Volus who works for him, and then uh, a contact of the Shadow Broker flips on the Shadow Broker to give Tally to Saren. Right. And the Shadow Broker is this nameless being... Um, who has all of the intel everywhere? Like he is the this person to like anybody who knows about information. That's where they go to, and that's right. who they talk to. Um, but yeah, that's how you get him. That's how you get to Tally is because one of the informants for the Shadow Broker betrays the Shadow Broker. It's never, never a good sign. Never. That's that's dumb. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in and, okay, so leading up to Mass Effect 2, um, Liara teams up with Cerberus to find Shepard's body because the Shadow Broker also wants Shepard's body to sell it to the Collectors. Right. So that's how Cerberus gets Shepard's body is because Liara, Liara entrusts Miranda Shepard's body because the Shadow, Bro- the Shadow Broker wants to sell it to the collectors and that's a big no-no and she is helped by this drell named Farron and then Farron is taken and that's pretty much what the mission for Shadow Broker is is Liara needs to find the Shadow Broker A to fucking get rid of him and B to get sick and pretty much to get Farron back like she owes him everything um and you also meet up with another specter um, Basir. Her name is uh, last name is Basir, and I am blanking it. <laughs> I am an asshole. <laughs> I think it's just Basir. That might be just the name. Well, I think the last. See now I'm looking it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am too. This this uh, guy just calls her Basir. Tella Tella Basir. Ah, there we go. That's her name. Televisir, and she is an Asari. Uh, and you think you're like working together because Lyra's like, I need your help. And she's like, All right, your your shepherd's like, cool, let's do this. Like, let's let's get it done. Like, I'm I'm your ride or die, let's do this. Uh, and then when you go to Liara's apartment, someone shot at her and she's gone. And then there's the Spectre. Televisir, and she talks about like Oh hey man, like, cool. Good to meet you. We're mm-hmm. there's a ton of us. Like, let's figure it out. And you're like, oh, okay, we're gonna team up with another Spectre. Like, we're on the same side. Uh, and then you find out, no. <laughs> like, Tella Not is working all. for the Shadow Broker because the Shadow Broker is the Shadow Broker. She's gotten a lot of good tips from him. Like, scratch my back, quid pro quo. Right. Um, and then you you go there's puzzles on trying to find like a data disk and it goes through like all this stuff for like ta- like um, Liara's apartment and then you meet up with um, Liara at an office building and then you chase Tella through like in a taxi 
through Ilium. Yeah, it really gave me like Star Wars prequel vibes. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it did. Like you're moving through, tra- you're like going through traffic, and you know you tr- like, where's the guns on this? And she's like, it's a taxi. Like, there's no guns on this air car. It's a taxi. You can't shoot at other things. So you're like, <laughs> fuck, shit. And you know, there's fun quips. Like it's people who know each other, so you know they have they can like. They're, Joke around. They have witty one like one liners to each other, like on how dumb they're being to each other. It's it's real funny, um, and you like you chase her, you chase Televisera through like like a sex club almost, it, it, because it's called Azura, which is apparently like the um, nickname for like like. Asari's geni- like genitalia. Ah, it's blue. <laughs> I get it. It's blue. I and get it. <laughs> it's, yep. Oh my god. Um. So you like go through there, and then there's a huge fight with her, and that's just one of it. And you kill the specter, Tella, and she's like, "Look, she's like, you ask her like, why are you working for the shadow broker?" And she's like, "Because it's the shadow broker." It's helped us a lot. Like, of course, I would protect an interest that I have yeah. so that yeah. I can do my job. It is interesting know? that that like they don't usually throw specters at you, you know? Like, specters yeah. are pretty goddamn big deals. So, I mean, that's Saren's entire bit was that he was a specter, like a rogue specter. And now they're just throwing another one at you. Just like, there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a specter to a specter, like... Right. Of course, who else would you send against another specter? Another specter. <laughs> they have. True. There's literally almost no laws that they they need to follow. They are right. They are unencumbered immunity. by society norms. In this end, and she's like, and she even tells you like, you're just like Saren. You're going mm-hmm. off the grid on this stuff. You've worked with you worked with a human like racist organization like you're not you're no better than Saren pretty much damn you know I mean in her eyes you could very well be I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say she's wrong well like, yeah I mean at that point all resource. the Cerberus stuff yeah, like, yeah. you're so embedded with Cerberus at that point I guess I I, uh, I can see that, that yeah like made. no one knows what you're thinking like they can only see their perception is their reality and they see that Shepard is working with like a terrorist organization right like, hmm, what are you gonna think like mm, maybe she might be i don't know but she's not she's using what she's got uh like specters do mm-hmm. and then like you find out where the shadow broker is and that is what liara's after she's like this is it i need you to come with me i need you to help me with this and right. then if you were a romantic interest with her and you didn't stay with her and you try and, like, talk her out of it. She's like, look, you can look at, like, Jacob's abs or whatever. All you fucking want. <laughs> she talks about Miranda's ass, I think. Um, she talks about, like... Garrus's jawline. Some... G- Garrus's jawline. Jacob's <laughs> abs. I can't remember what she does for Tally. Thane's penis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um... You know, or, you know, she, you, you could just stay with her and, you know, there's something at the end of that. Um, but you find out where the Shadow Broker is. And it's this huge ship that it's is... a ship in the middle of a storm, right? 
Yeah, it's a planet that has constant, like, the only safe place in this planet's atmosphere is, like, in this thunderstorm. Or, like, this huge lightning storm that comes across from, like, it's it's at the line of night and day. Like, Mm -hmm. where the light, yeah, like, the sunset part, pretty much. Or the sunrise part, Perpetual sunset. Yeah. Um, But it uses, it it uses that storm to stay hidden. Like, so no one knows where it is. And that's where the Shutter Broker has always lived. Mm-hmm. Like, after it got finished, I'm pretty sure all the contractors died. Yeah, you know. uh, of mysterious circumstances. <laughs> and then you have to fight through the, like, right on through top the storm. of the ship. Yeah, and there's lightning rods that you have to hit. And there's mercs, and there's drones and they make a fun quip about omnigel just slathering omnigel all over everything to make things unlock which was a great <laughs> like callback to one because if you couldn't figure out the quick time event for the unlocking you could just use omnigel omni-gel. yep that's funny as hell <laughs> oh it's so good you know and it's really cool how you're you can use biotics to like just shoot people into the atmosphere and they would just fly away like, I would use, like, um, Shockwave. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I had, like, the big freight train one. So everything would just fly up into the air and just, like, boom, go away. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, and there's a whole bunch of, just loads of enemies. And then you go inside the ship and you find Farron. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, you can't take, like, he's plugged into this chair. And he's like, you can't remove me. I will die. Like, I'm linked to the ship. It's fucking wired. Like, if I move, I will get my ass fried to, like, a crispy critter. And you're like, well, gotta go fight the shadow broker. Like, who is it gonna be? Is it gonna be a bolus? And you're like, it's this ginormous monster in a suit. (laughs) (laughs) And he's He he looks, when I I saw him, I'm just like, oh, he's just like... Krogan with a different head. It really looked, it felt, felt like just like another giant, just uh, yeah, more carnivorous inspired race. I mean, their entire race was like kind of cast off by the fucking like um, by the council because they fucking killed their emissaries every time they showed up. <laughs> yeah, they're like these guys are just too violent. <laughs> they're just not. They're not. They always like they will just always kill no matter when we show up. So yeah. we're just gonna we're just gonna let them be. Which yeah. you know, yeah, actually, gonna... that that might. I wonder how the Reapers would have reacted to their race if they would have let them live. Now they think about that. Oh, I'm pretty sure they would <laughs> just been like, "These monsters are our pets now." Well, if they don't have like space technology, if they don't, if they've never like completed space travel, the Reapers mm-hmm. leave them alone. So they might. I mean, there's not many of them who do end up space bound, right? I don't know. I can't, I don't remember the uh, what the, the Yog. Yeah, no, the Yog. It's the Yog is boycotted. Like their planet, no one can go near it. Like, but like no none of them can it. leave it. I don't think either. No, yeah, no Yogs can leave it. Uh, <laughs> and if they do try, they get, I think they get like shot down. But the Shadow Broker before this one like captured one as a pet, uh, and then he was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna kill my master." And right. now he's the Shadow Broker, and that's a really fun fight. It's pretty lengthy, um, pretty involved for a Mass Effect boss fight. 
It is because you gotta break barriers and you gotta bring down like the ship is catches the electrical current and somehow stores it from the. You gotta from, like, and then you gotta shoot glowy planet. bits because the video game. Mm-hmm. And like hit him, like you gotta punch him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking punching a yog. What the hell? Why not? Um, and you know, we'll just try it. Uh, yeah, and so he pretty much like gets incinerated or. He dissolves under, like, this plasma, which is really cool. It's a fucking cool-ass shot of him just, like, like incinerating into atoms in the middle of his office because he gets real pissed off and he throws his desk and, you know. <laughs> yeah, he gets real a big temper mad. tantrum. Yeah. Um, and so, like, every, like, everything, like, goes into chaos. The ship shuts down for just, like, a split second. And that is long enough for everybody in the Shadow Brokers network to go like, what the fuck is, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what is this? And, you know, Liara looks at the screens and she's like, what do we do? And then she's just like, I got this. back online. Like, like, let's, it's time to take charge. And Without the Shadow Broker, you right know, all, all, they're like, everything will fall to pieces, right? Like, yeah, it, it, it's this weird version of like the Warcraft Lich King where, you know, somebody has to be in charge to keep everything flowing otherwise everything goes crazy yeah power vacuum it would be a power vacuum so intense that like governments would just cease to function correctly right like which is that's how bad that's how deeply embedded the shadow broker is into everything everyone's shit he's got his finger in every pie imaginable and now liara does And, and now it's liara and she has and she's like all right, cool. Well, I can help you with the Reaper stuff. There you go. Like, which sounds like, that's, which sounds like quite your... yeah, I am the information hub, and I'm going to be your personal, like, fucking A-plus yep. person to go to about all this Reaper shit. Like, if, if the Reapers yeah. make, a, make, a, make a cough somewhere in this galaxy, like, I'll let you know. Yeah. And, you, and then you can, like, she has a VI <laughs> who calls everybody the Shadow Broker. It's so cute. Um, is that where you look you up? Every, also, is that where you look up at the the Shadow Brokers notes on everybody? Uh, not the actual VI because the VI is like the VI that Tally has. Oh, the right. little glowy globe thing. Uh-huh. Um, but there are there are different consoles like you can get mining stuff, um, like um, natural resources. There's Intel. You can like. I see on this page that there's uh... <laughs> You can get intel on that reporter that gets punched by Shepard in every game. There's yeah, the, like one little screen been, on here. Yeah, well, so there's the dot. There's the things inside, like the main office, and then you can go to like an, a side office where where Farron is, and you can look at video of like different people in the galaxy that the Shadow Broker finds like interesting. Um, like there's a Turian named Praetor Gavorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you see something cool. I was like, oh, cool. Is he going to be like a Mass Effect 3 or something? Like, sweet ass Turian. Uh, Aria Talok. They do Adina. Right. Like, one of one of videos of Adina is watching a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one is Anderson punching Udina. <laughs> Which, he's just, he just punches him in the gut. Um, you see multiple times the one reporter, Kalisa, like, get punched or something. 
uh, by like Volus and like a like multiple aliens. Like she just gets punched a lot. Like she gets she she gets smacked a lot of times. She yeah, someone like a, a Volus punches like goes for her cat, like goes for the legs and like <laughs> knocks her over. Um, yeah, like pretty much like all the like multiple secondary characters you deal with in Mass Effect 2, they have little videos and they'll be updated periodically. Mm-hmm. So if you do the Shadow Broker DLC like before your main mission, you get multiple things. And you can talk oh. to Farrell and Farrell will explain like what happened with the comic book and how he got involved. Right. Uh, and then dossiers will also be updated for all of your um, team members like with Miranda, and then if you find her, like, when you do her loyalty mission, that updates with her sister and her talking. Um, what with, like, Garrus and Morden Solis, like, team up and, like, give collector tissue to this, um, this, like, hospital or this scientific lab on, um, Deterian Homeworld. Yeah. Uh, because his mother is dying of this really rare disease. Uh, it's it's just really like one of them is Legion's like gamer data, <laughs> like it's... him playing video games. <laughs> gamer data. Yeah, so it's him like playing like their version of WoW, <laughs> <laughs> and like, what he is. It's so fun. It it's a delight. Um, that would be funny if out, he like, was playing the... like Dragon Age or something though. Or they're just tying into their own stuff. I, they, Bioware likes to take it seriously, though. I think I don't think they'd like want to be that cute about it. Well, yeah, I mean, because Bioware doesn't exist in their world, I guess, so it's okay. Right. Um, but yeah, so and then you can invite Liara back up to the ship um, mm-hmm. after a bit, and then if you are romanced her, it's sexy time. Uh, if you haven't, you're just friends. You know, she just asks you, yeah, you have a drink. She asks you how you're doing. Like, this is a lot of shit. Like, you're, you're in deep, girl. Like, (laughs) are you still okay? Like, do you need a spa day? You know, I've got, I've got a two for one coupon, you know, it's, yeah, let's go get a Manny Petty. Uh, (laughs) You know, everybody (laughs) needs one of those. But it is like the, it's like the summit DLC for for Mass Effect Two. Yeah, like, it, it's it was, it's the one everybody goes to. Like it's definitely like the high is, high because, point. And it's and it's a great piece of storytelling. It's a great level design. Like that ship is immense and it feels it's like huge. it's huge. I love how big and, that ship is and like it's a very beautiful set piece too because it's constant like oh you said, yeah in between sunrise and sunset like that 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 peak and horizon all the clouds and the lightning and the way the ship move like the um foils on the ship to keep it constantly moving because if it mm-hmm. stops it's done like that ship will s- explode right um, <laughs> the way like you interact with all the characters like it's it's so gr- it's so good it's so so good it's one of the best DLCs i think i've ever played yeah um, yeah it, it's it's the benchmark for a lot of single player DLCs and honestly like Single player DLC is as, as, as not as prevalent as it used to be. 
I, mean, I know Fire Emblem's getting some pretty soon, but like uh, in, ter- in terms of substantial, like it's like you know steeped in lore, steeped in like the original source material. Like here's a big ass fucking DLC expansion. There's not a lot of that. It these ties days. a lot of stuff together. It it ties a lot of stuff together, which is excellent. And then there's the last DLC. And then we which got Arrival. Arrival, which I had to remind Kayla actually came out. <laughs> yeah. It was that I impactful. forgot. I, for, yeah, I, I played it once. Uh, well, it came out like a month before Mass Effect 3 came out, I'm pretty sure. It did, yeah. They're like, the Arrival, the last DLC. Um, Set, get your high trains or Mass Effect 3 going. Like, play this to kind of get a glimpse. And it's like, mm. Uh, uh, you know, it's a lot of like fake sneaking and escort missions because you go into Vatarian <laughs> uh, space because no one's gone into Vatarian space. And apparently there was this scientist. Dr. Who, Kenson. Yes, that was working with Admiral Hackett about the Reapers or something. Uh, and then she gets taken by the Vatarians mm-hmm. because they're like, uh, human, <laughs> you can you can die now. We're going to murder you. Um, because Batarians are awful. Poor things. Um, so you have to find Dr. Kenson, and then you figure out, like, what she's going for, which is she found, like, the back door for the Reapers. Right. Like, you fucked up the Citadel. They can't go through the Citadel, but they can go through the ma- the relay of the Batarian homeworld. Like, their system, they can go through that relay, and it will let them go into any other relay that is... So you got their first like, shortcut, but they have a second shortcut, just a, de- yeah. a slight detour. It's like it's like the the mud room entrance. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the front or back door. It's like that weird utility way where you have but, to like take your so shoes off. This is also the DLC I think that um, sparked a lot of people's uh, interest when they were going back through the indoctrination theory back in the day. Arrival mm-hmm. is, I mean, there's a giant like Reaper orb or something, right? Is that yeah, you're fine because no, they're all in dark. Because all of his people, like all of her people, are also indoctrinated. Like they're supposed to stop it, and they're like, "You can't stop it. It'll be three days." And you're like, "Fuck me! <laughs> oh no! Like right. we gotta stop this." Um, and Admiral Hackett knows that something's going on. He doesn't tell you because you could die. Mm-hmm. And then you, I believe you like get sassy at him for it, like. Like, Deserve you just told so. me the truth, man. He's like, Because, like, Hackett's him. not that involved in two, right? He comes up a couple, like, you see him a couple times, like, on vid, but he's not like he is where, in Mass Effect 3 where you constantly are in you contact with him. You constantly talk to him, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Hackett coming back in two was just kind of like a, not not a throwback, but just like, okay, where, like, he's going to take more like of an involved role in the future. Well, he couldn't really be involved in two because because it was all Cerberus. You worked with Cerberus, like he couldn't get a hold of you, and why would he? Because that would be leaving himself open to Cerberus. Like exactly. he could be compromised, right? So, right. so it makes sense that he was kind of in the background the whole time. Yeah, but yeah, um, that, that that this is definitely um, where I think a lot of indoctrination the- theorists, let's say, um, just kind of started poking around, just like, hey, like. We went in the derelict reaper. Uh, we were around this reaper orb, this this thing that just emits this this radiation that just indoctrinates these the like all of these people indoctrinated. Um, and then, of course, you were put together with reaper tech. They were put back together by yeah. Cerberus. So, and whether you do the DLC or not actually goes into Mass Effect Three. 
That is right. Yeah, the Batarians will be pissed at you if you don't do if you don't. Uh, well, no, play this. and there's also a Hanar that's indoctrinated uh, because they talk to you like while you're in prison while you're imprisoned on Earth, like under or house arrest or whatever. Yeah, a black ops um, squad goes in instead of you to get Kensington. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. I see. But does that squad and then get they, But they all pretty much all die. Oh, okay. Um, and the Hanar helped get that intel. Because mm-hmm. they kind of have like a weird, like, them and the Volus have like a weird gray market with the Batarians. <laughs> um, like, they still, like, do, like, they still have commerce, but it's not like all, all on the up and up. Right. Or like, the council really doesn't. Like, it's not really hurting anything, so why would we care? Um, but in Mass Effect 3, like, if you do it or not actually goes, it it's mentioned. Like, all the Batarians are gone. The Batarian mm-hmm. is, the Batarian space, Batarian homeworld, like, that was the first to go because you didn't right stop there. that thing. It was right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're like, ooh, that's, ah. Man, the Batarians uh, can't catch a break, huh? I mean, they're kind of no, shitheads, but they still really fucking can't. Like, nah, they're they're pretty much gone. Like, they're all gone. Like, they're not even a mat. They're not even Andromeda. Like, they don't even go through like the Andromeda Man. initiative. Yeah, they're they're gone, gone. Like, they're they're functionally extinct in Mass Effect Three. It's sad, but yeah, that that DLC like that that did nothing for me. <laughs> I think it was just also because it came in right after, or not right after, but a few months after Shadowbroker kind of yeah, and broke like the mold. Right before three, right? Exactly. Like right we were already ready three. for three. I think that was also part yeah. of it. Just like this is just like to whet our appetites and like, here's a cutscene of the Reapers all going towards like the last mass, like to the mass relay. Um, yeah, then you or, find out like how many Reapers are there, and it's just it's so like, many. It fills the screen of just lights, 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 and they're all kind of look different. So you're like, oh, okay, um, like, oh wow, they're not all looking. They don't all look the same. That's they great. don't all look like Leviathans. Only so, only the primer, like only, only the like all, uh, elders like do. The, the big ones, like right, the big ones look right. Like them. Some like some Sovereign, of them are little. Some of them are little Arbinger. chuds. That some of them are little chuds yeah. that get eaten by worms on fucking Krogan worlds. <laughs> that shit was so cool when you fought, when, is, when you got him to do like a kaiju fight. That was so. Yes, great. it's a kid. hugs. I love hugs. I love just that little piece of around. art where it's just Kalros like, like just screams hugs as it's going after the Reaper. <laughs> oh man! It's so it's a cute little piece did of we, art. Did we? We did Mass Effect three, didn't we? Yeah, if we didn't, that's coming up. It's gotta. Oh man! I love Mass Effect three, man. I think yeah, Mass Effect Three. I, I don't want to be all hot takey about it, but I, I I like Mass Effect Three just as much as I like Mass Effect Two. I like it for different oh, reasons, yeah, but I like it a lot. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. There is still a lot of closure um, to a lot of different storylines, and that multiplayer mm-hmm. is fucking excellent. I love Mass Effect yeah, 3 multiplayer. We, we've talked about that multiplayer more than we've actually talked about Mass Effect Three I, in other yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in my head, they're kind of in the same space of like quality. Like I just. Oh yeah, I, I, I the the story in Effect Three like they, they introduced a lot of new enemy types, a lot of new like just locations that we probably should have already got to already. Like Pal- Palavin was it or Pavilion? Yeah, Palavin is the like, that was your fir- that was like the first planet you get to go to the Turian homeworld. Like that's really cool. Yeah, 
Yeah. You get to the moon. The moon on, above Palavin, and then they find out, like, oh, there's oxygen. Okay. <laughs> we've, no been kind of, we've been silently making this, like, an actual base for, like, generations. We just don't want anybody <laughs> to know because that'd be giving up, like, we don't trust advantage. Yeah, yeah, that's home base advantage, and we're militaristic. Yeah, I would say they're um, very, they're very like, uh, I, dare I say, fashy. Not, I, I no, don't know if it, no, not fashy. we we just we discussed this. It's more like um, Spartan, but less shitty. Okay, so okay, I get it. Sure, like service in all instead of the one. Mm. That's what it is. Um, it gotcha. everybody is is a you're a citizen when you complete your military service boot camp is like at 14 or something mm-hmm. um yes we've gotcha. discussed this in the last episode yes 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 two. and you know i mean we're already talking about mass Effect three so why don't we just call it a break uh, call it a day here on this episode of mm-hmm. mass Effect two uh downloadable content uh which i i think dlc might kind of devalue what we actually think of it like it's it, it it's like mini missions if you put them all together it would be like an expansion i guess but Yes. Um, mm-hmm. they, it's a bit piecemealed out because that's how DLC was back in like 2010, 2011. Well, they needed people to like come back to it. Exactly, exactly. Like, Play it over you know, and over. Like they little, had that... little something extra. Keep keep wetting your appetite. Um, keep it from selling back to GameStop for $17. <laughs> yep. Oh, you yeah. also need to play as a human male soldier and romance tally. Yes, let's keep going. I mean, call did me I, out. Did call I me out. Why don't that you? I, I played all of the. I played. I went. I did all of the classes and all of the romances. Jesus, you know that doesn't really surprise me. I think I said it yes. once, but my first Mass Effect playthrough, I didn't understand uh, skill trees or anything. So I was an infiltrator who did no upgrades or anything. I was just using like weapon upgrades or something because at that point all i, played I, was I did that with mass War. effect one i was like okay so i'm a level but how do i level up i don't know yeah i'm like uh, what are these po- when do i put points in like i don't get it i'm just gonna shoot people because it, it didn't do what oblivion did where you went to sleep and then the screen just popped up exactly it didn't throw it in my face so i'm just like uh whatever i i guess Outwork. i just pick up my next gun yep <laughs> Uh, but for that, for this here episode of Grind Forever, we are completely supported by you lovely, lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash PNB. It's what keeps the lights on for this here program on the PNB Presents feed. Um, if you want to give That's us right. a, just a dollar a month, we'll get you early episodes. You're going to hear this episode this Wednesday, actually, if you, uh... <gasps> Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, just because I want it to be kind of timely with the, the 10 year anniversary yeah, yeah, of Mass Effect 2. So. Oh, did you see Why that picture not? of Mark Mir in his oh. old N7 armor? Oh, God, no. I need to see that. It's super, like, he's 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 got the grayish beard and stuff like that. Like, he looks nice. like a rough and tumble type of. Yeah. Also, That's the. Awesome. Um, if you've seen a picture of the, got the facial model for it. It's like, what would 50-year-old Shepard look like? And you're like, whoa, okay, I'd still, yeah, okay, he's still hot. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? There you go. But uh, if you yes. want to uh, follow what we're up to, I am at Tierney. Kayla is at Kayla Zumbom. No, wait, no, nope. you're not. Sorry. <clears throat> you're at Kayla Neal, N-E-L, right? Uh, because yep. Kayla is leaning hardcore into the world of books and authoring yep. and mm-hmm. 
all kinds of stuff. So if you want to keep up with her, follow her at Kayla Neal Writes. Um, and if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, it's at PNBCast. Keep up to date on all the PNB stuff. And uh, that about does it. So, uh, Kayla, if you is, is there any music in this uh, in this DLC that rings a bell to you? Oh God! So um, the Elusive Man track is super cool. The Suicide Mission uh, track mm, is yeah dope. one of the best. Uh, I think that's actually your. Is that the title screen? I, I don't know, but I, I already know the song. Like the, the, the melody's already in my head. So oh, we'll it's, just go, it's a fantastic. Yes, we'll it's go fantastic. out with that, and then. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. So for myself and Kayla, have a good one. Bye-bye.